Welcome to the Innovation Overground, the front porch of academic innovation, where we want to find some of the coolest academic innovations so you don't have to. We want to trumpet some of those things and help them become actual things that people can use. Thank you for joining us. My name is Charlie Litton. I'm joined by Tyler Scher, PhD science wizard. How's it going, Tyler? Hey, not too bad. How are you doing today, Charlie? I'm doing great. Thank you. Uh, also with us is Joe Rungi, Dr. Law Dog, an entrepreneur, a werewolf. Hi, Joe. Hey, Charlie. Okay, I thought maybe you, I thought maybe we lost. Oh, here. <laughs> this is my party. I have to be here. I'm the Zoom host. He is the Zoom host, and that might explain why we sound weird, or if kids run into the room and interrupt, right? Yeah. I feel like I need to make that disclaimer every time. Yeah. You know? No, I think we can't disclaim it enough. I got some really loud house plants, and uh, don't worry about it. <laughs> Crispered screaming houseplants. You know, it seemed like a good idea, but uh, it's not a good <laughs> idea. Um, but what is a good idea is please to take a moment to rate and review the podcast. Please subscribe. Uh, please help us tell others about academic innovation worldwide. We're in a moment right now where the struggles facing us in the new century do seem to be enormous, and there's only one way to go, and that's to invent new stuff. That's right. So help us spread that word and the, the more people that can hear about some of the things we're doing or talking about rather, um, that can help present, uh, potentially give them the oxygen they need to grow and thrive uh, with additional funding and research support and all that good stuff. So all that said, I, you know, last couple, well, so we, we have been talking about COVID. I think we're going to, I, I kind of want to stay away from the, the pandemic uh, for another episode here. Um, but I also uh, the last episode, we got into the quantum stuff, and that really hurt my brain, and I really want to stay as far away from that as possible. So let's let's talk about brain stuff. Um, Joe, do you have anything uh, about brains that we can talk about that's not quantum mechanics or quantum computing? Totally unrelated to quantum computing. We're, we're not even going to come close to it, Charlie. You can okay, cool. Let's do that. What do you got? Let's hear it. A little bit. Things are actually things in space now. We're talking about the thing inside your head and some new insight into some of the ways that your, your brain is moving. I, I think that I really enjoyed the last episode and just learning about some, some neat new discoveries without focusing so much on their commercial application. Sure. And, and uh, I think Tyler has found some really cool articles for us this time around. So this is an article, uh, it was in the Psychological Society, and it's a, it's a discovery related to brainwaves. And so not being a neurologist, uh, I don't have a, a whole lot of insight of the physiology of the brain, but I know the basics. And your brain works by having neurons communicate with each other. There's physical connections. They use electricity, but the electricity is just a way for sort of cells to communicate with each other. And usually they communicate right next to each other. And the thing from this paper that's really neat, which we'll make sure to include a link in the, the show notes, is that within the hippocampus, there is a self-propagating neurological activity that is related to the electromagnetic field. So normally, Wait, so what's the the hippocampus? Is that's that's just a part of the brain? Then is that like the? Yeah, and, and my knowledge of brain physiology isn't the best, but the hippocampus is a part that's deeper in your brain. It plays a lot related to not your higher brain functions, but more of your emotional and, and self-regulatory life. A lot okay. of feelings are related. It's it's related to your limbic system which is you know, very much uh, related to your stressors and, and sort of your emotional well-being. And one of the things that, that they, they found is that um, th there were some studies, and I, I can't give you really good insight into the experimental basis, 
but they measured some of the electrocellular fields related to the hippocampus. And what they found is that activity within the hippocampus seemed to be regulated not directly by the electrochemical or signaling within it. So this isn't cells passing you know, chemicals or electricity between each other, but it's from the actual electromagnetic field that's generated. So for a long time, this electromagnetic field was not thought to play any, the brain didn't relate to it. You can- Wait, wait, I'm sorry, Joe. Sorry, wait. Electromagnetic field? Yes. With the hippocampus sends a force field now? Your brain sets out an electromagnetic field, right? Like, what is that? Uh, there was some some yoga person who could meditate with like a, a, a he had an electrical receiver on his head and, and he was able to drive a, a train around. Have you ever seen that movie? Sure. Yeah, yeah. What, was that, is that using like, was it like beta waves or something? Or yeah, it's using some component of brain waves and I, I couldn't tell you what brain waves are, but like, I don't know. I mean, I've seen several sci-fi shows that have, you know, let's read the brain waves or, or whatever. You, sure. you heard that, Charlie? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so the brain waves themselves were just thought to be the results of all the electrical activity in your brain. Your brain has enough electricity in it to, to create, detectable electromagnetic signals. Um, but that was always thought to be just a byproduct, right? It's oh, okay. The, so you're just talking about brain waves, not necessarily when you say electromagnetic field, you're just talking about normal brain waves then. Yeah. Yeah. Thank got you. Got it. Yeah, okay. Gotcha. It. Okay. But I think like the, the way you're phrasing, that's actually really correct. Right. Because it's, it's just sort of like the smoke coming out of your brain when you think, right. It's, it's not. Wait, <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, haven't you noticed that, Charlie? This, it just emanates? Yeah, remember that note I sent you? Hey, Charlie, there's smoke coming out of your brain. You should see someone about that. Yes, I'm re I just got that now. Thank you. Got it. Okay. So uh, the rest of us, though, instead of smoke, just have you know electromagnetic activity. And it was thought to be just, a, again, a byproduct of, of thought. But in like reality, it seems that the brain is sensitive to the electromagnetic patterns, and it's self-propagating. So that means that there's some regulatory mechanism that the cells inside specifically of this, of your hippocampus, are able to sort of have patterns of thought or activity at the very least that are, are regulated by that electromagnetic activity. Wait, okay. wait. Oh, this is yeah. starting to sound like quantum mechanics. No, no, I mean, it's totally yeah. different than the quantum mechanics. I mean, admittedly, you're having non-localized regulation. My uh, God, you're killing me, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> but you know if you had to find telepathy you could do worse so, Joe wait are you saying the neurons in the hippocampus are are to some extent communicating you know are, are they like teenagers text messaging each other through <laughs> while while also you know trying to listen to our, our their parents instructions is there is, is this some like secondary level of communication going on yeah, it's again, it, it, the, 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 and it's not even, I mean, it's more related to the electro, electric fields throughout the brain, right? And so I think the thing that's interesting is, you know, I, in this moment of my life, tried to pay more attention to at least how my brain works. And, you know, the limbic system is, you know, very, um, it's very unconscious, right? It, it's not, you know, your cortex thinking how to do math problems. It's more your self-rumination on how Charlie slighted you that one time. And, and I think oh, that the, the that one time, wait, what? So a lot of the nature of your rumination on the Charlie slights is actually a function of your hippocampus reacting to your own electromagnetic thoughts. So literally your thoughts building 
on your thoughts, which I think is really interesting because that's kind of, of how I've sort of experienced it. And so what's interesting about this study is that because it is localized on the hippocampus, because it is part of the limbic system, it just shows how flexible and um, complicated the interactions of the individual cells within your brain are because as complicated enough as their you know, intracellular signaling mechanisms are, turns out there's this whole other non-localized function that just kind of keeps going with it. So this is, yeah, this is like happening above the, the, the neurons, so to speak. Right. Yep. Is this like, is this sort of like a, a scientific explanation or discovery of, of the, the ego to some extent? It's almost well, what it sounds like. I also think it's interesting too, because like if you're sensitive to your own generated electromagnetic field, maybe there's other fields that are sort of, Oh God, this is quantum. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Tyler, do you have something that, uh, anything interesting that's, that's not what Joe's talking about? Cause I, I think I'm, I think I'm at my wit's end on this one. <laughs> I'm sorry, Charlie. I, 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 I missed that, Charlie. I'm sorry. I was communicating with Joe through uh, telepathy. <laughs> yes. Uh, oh, my that. God. <laughs> uh, kill me now. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. No, I, I'm just joking. Bad joke. Um, no, I have. So I have an actual invention. How about that? Well, that hey. Helps. Yay. I wish I had a, an applause button. Hey, fantastic. Yes. So this is a this is restoring some form of sight to the blind. <laughs> through that sounds amazing. Tell me, I, a, tell me more. Through a brain implant. Um, yeah. So so here we go. So so this is from some researchers at um, Baylor College of Medicine. Um, and so 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 the, the the premise is that it's been known for a while that uh, patients who acquire blindness um, through some accident or, or a disease um, throughout their, their life uh, have, have a, a fully developed visual cortical or a uh, visual cortex, I should say. So they, they have all the connections made from the eye to the brain. That those are already established and developed. And it's, it's been well established that those patients, if you stimulate their visual cortex with, with an electrical current, you can basically produce the uh, the um, feeling of, of sight, I guess, of, of light, basically. So, so, so this stimulation and, and the, the the feeling or the the flash of light it produces in the brain is called a a um, phosphine, is what it's been named. Um, okay, so are, are you with me? are you with me so far? <laughs> Wait, it's called a what? A phosphine. Phosphine. Uh, How do you spell that? Phosphine. P-H-O-S-P-H-E-N-E. Okay. Got it. Just so I'm clear, what you're describing is that's the phenomenon they describe or that's like the physiological thing that they are they're experiencing? That is, um, that's that's how they describe the phenomenon. Yeah, it's not, I don't know. Okay. Uh, that's how they experience it, a phosphine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, experiencing <laughs> light but not really seeing it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There we go. Yep. Yep. Okay. So, so that's already been well established, and there's been attempts at basically hijacking that that cortical visual uh, process um, to be able to restore some semblance of sight. And there's been a number of attempts in the last couple of decades, and this is the the latest and greatest. So this is now the 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 most recent was using something called static electrical stimulation, and that was implanting. Um, this, this electrical uh, stimulator, uh, th these electrodes, I should say, 
into the in, in, into the actual visual cortex um, and then stimulating them with electricity. Um, but it was done, so it was it was static. So it was basically um, you, you could only have you know kind of one um, letter, for example, illustrated or one shape illustrated at a time. Um, this innovation, these researchers figured out a way to do this dynamically, now allowing for basically um, repeated stimulation sequentially. So now you can, uh, so, so with the static stimulation, you know, much like um, um, reading in, in uh, Braille, I guess, I mean, it's very similar to, to actual tactile stimulation or tactile sensation of a, of a shape with, with your fingers, for example. Um, with static uh, stimulation, you could do this, you know, with, with sort of one letter at a time. Um, whereas now with dynamic, we can, we, can, we can much more simulate actual sight. You can really speed this up. You can do now, in the time it would take to do a, one letter statically, you can now do maybe an entire sentence um, dynamically. Wait, how does a sen I'm sorry, I must have missed something. How does a, so you can look at, are you talking about being able to see words? But it's, it's I, not, it's not literally, it's not literally seeing words, but it's, what it's doing is it is, it's basically bypassing the patient's non-functional eyes, going straight to the part of the brain that, that registers input or sensation from your, from the eyes and just recreating okay, so that sensation. So what's the so what's the input? Are we talking about mounting a GoPro to the top of somebody's head and then a HDMI port into the side of the skull and you jack in, you're good to go, you can see now? This is so it's it's a little more rudimentary at this point. They might actually get to something like that. I mean, this is literally an actual physical electrode <laughs> implanted into your visual cortex. It goes into a person's brain. <laughs> so what's the input then for it? Is it right now what I mean, is it is it just a um it's like a pulse. It's 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 like a pulse of electricity, um, and and, and it, you, you you basically recreate the pattern or the shape of, of a letter. So you have this you have a grid basically. So okay. Um, yep. And so so the so you 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 so if you imagine a grid, you know, like a like a ten by ten grid of of, of little tiny LED lights, for example, and you, if if you light those up um, in a certain pattern, the 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 actual patient will will visualize so to speak in their mind's eye that letter. interesting so is this a matter of learning how to communicate in a way that the brain can interpret these visual signals so that they can see like a full image yeah so this invention so i think we i think scientists have done a pretty good job of that actually and this invention now is just um trying to build on previous work to make the actual to make an actual technology an actual product that would be that would be more useful, much more useful. So, so instead of do it's, it's, it's just, uh, it's, um, it's just much, much quicker now. So it's, it's more practical and actually applicable. It's, it's to the point now where we're getting close enough where someone would be, would actually potentially want to have this implant because they could actually, um, recognize shapes or letters, uh, quick enough that it would, uh, it would almost be like reading to some extent. That is very cool. So where, what's the next step for this one? Uh, more work needs to be done, um, but, but this group has filed a, a patent on it, and they're going to continue to work on it. Um, I mean, this is still, it's still an R&D uh, 
Um, but they had they had two participants with some pretty incredible results um, in this study. So I, I think they're gonna the, more work needs to be done to turn it into a product. But I think you know, and maybe conservatively, maybe five years yet, probably we could actually have something that would be that would be a functional product here. Well, that is very cool. I, but I think it's time we come to ground. I think we're running a bit long here. So, um, both the articles about the uh, the slow period activity in the brains. Uh, we'll warn Charlie not to read it, as well as uh, Tyler's invention related blindness, um, and uh, and then those two things because that's what we talked about. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Also, want to thank our sponsors, Unimed, the Technology Transfer and Commercialization Office for the University of Nebraska, um, and also Unitech, the um, egg laying factory on the East End of campus. Right. So for Tyler Sher and Joe Rungi, I'm Charlie Litton saying thank you and join us again every Monday on Unimed's Innovation Overground.